Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about your Super Saturday of Rugby League for round 20. We'll start off with Broncos v the Bulldogs. Adam Reynolds, what a masterclass from him. He was absolutely sensational. He produced an absolute masterclass at Belmore on Saturday afternoon to guide his team to a 44-24 victory. Now, it was looking a little bit more even than, obviously, the scoreboard at the end of the game was. Uh, at the start of the game, obviously, uh, it got to the point where it was 10-all. But the Broncos ended up getting a big win in a big way. Obviously, Toby Sexton was ruled out due to a head knock. Uh, obviously, Obviously, due to that Selwyn Cobo um, elbow that was poked out. If you actually go back and look at the footage of that elbow, the elbow wasn't the thing that caused the injury. In fact, it was play on. It was play on after the elbow. Selwyn Cobo played the ball. It was all good. What actually caused the injury was when Selwyn Cobo was on the way down, Toby Sexton was already on the ground. He went to go get up to get to marker. And uh, Selwyn's knee went straight into Toby Sexton's head. And that's what caused the injury. And that was completely accidental because Toby Sexton was trying to get up to get back at marker, obviously, after Selwyn Cobbo was to fall to the ground, get up and play the ball. But, yeah, obviously... Um, the knee went into the head there of Toby Sexton and it caused uh, a little bit of a gash on his head that started to bleed. And obviously the bunker thought that that was from the elbow and they had sent Selwyn Cobbo to the bin, um, you know, because of the of the elbow. And in fact, the elbow wasn't the thing that caused the injury. It was actually the knee. So, you know, going back, looking back, yes, he put the elbow out. It should have been a penalty. Do I think it should have been a sin bin or a send-off? No, I don't think it should have been at all because it was actually the knee that caused the injury. I think there's a little bit of controversy behind that. I actually don't think it should have been a sin bin at all. I think it should have just been a penalty for the elbow because the elbow actually didn't cause an injury at all. It was actually uh, more so the knee that caused the injury and the gash in the first place. Toby Sexton didn't even stay down until he was kicked in the head. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I don't think it should have been a sin bin. I think it should have been just a penalty. Um, but anyway, we'll get straight into other aspects of the game. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. entered the game from the bench in the 21st minute and ran for 73 metres in, uh, from eight runs in a powerhouse 20 minutes up to half time. He finished the day with 120 running metres. He was unreal to beat a Pangai Jr. through the middle. Uh, and a big reason as to why they had so much go for with the Bulldogs and why, you know, towards the start of the game, especially in the first half, it was much more, you know, even than it ended up being towards the end of the game. Uh, someone Cobo was obviously on report, sent to the sin bin for the, in the 38th minute for the dangerous contact on Toby Sexton. We already talked about that. Uh, the Bulldogs were able to activate their 18th man in Farmanu Brown because of Sexton, because Sexton was obviously forced out of the game uh, by the act of foul play. Was it an act of foul play? Yes, the elbow was, uh, but it wasn't what caused the gash. So, yes, as I said, a little bit of controversy surrounding that call. Uh, Jake Avarillo at fullback ran for 125 metres and seven tackle busts to go with an eighth try double of his career. Had a blinder out there, particularly in the first half, Jake Avarillo. As I said, I think he is much a much better fullback than he is a centre. Uh, and I think over the next few weeks, he'll prove that to you. Jacob Carraz at centre had 22 runs, 230 metres, broke 11 tackles in a powerhouse effort for the Bulldogs. In a losing side, I thought that he was unreal. Um, Jacob Carraz, and look, I'm Maybe I'm a little bit more convinced that he might be a centre rather than a winger. 
Uh, the last time the Broncos played at Belmore was round two, 1998. The Broncos won 20-12 to 12 with Kevin Walters and Alan Langer in the halves. Uh, so there you go. A bit of a stat there for you. That's a pretty cool stat for the Broncos. Martin Tapao and Corey Jensen stepped up for Brisbane in an in the absence of Payne Haas and Pat Carrigan, clocking up 284 metres from 27 runs between them. Awesome performances from those two guys, uh, particularly when you've got the two powerhouse forwards in Payne Haas and Pat Carrigan out. And yes, look, we were talked about in the preview, you know, reversing the narrative of they don't play well after Origin, uh, particularly the narrative that they had set this year. But they, yeah, completely scratched out that narrative. They played really good football, the Broncos. Uh, the Bulldogs have conceded 224 points in their past five games, which is actually more than the West Tigers in their past five games, which is a little bit scary there uh, for the Bulldogs. The Broncos have won their past five games against the Bulldogs, so a bit of a stat leading into that game, um, obviously, before they played. So maybe a stat uh, that would have leaned you towards the Broncos a little bit more when you're putting a bet or a, a tip in this game. Uh, Tristan Saylor, again, impressive in the number one jersey. 174 metres from 21 runs. I'm telling you, he is going to be a dead set freak, Tristan Saylor. If he gets into a top eight side, a side where he can consistently sorry, play fullback, he will be an absolute freak, an absolute weapon. Unlucky what happened with with him in his personal life when he was at the Dragons, because I really do think, you know, if he was to stay there, he would be the fullback for them right now for the St. George. Uh, and he'd be absolutely killing it, either fullback or number six. I think he'd be one or the other. He'd definitely be in the starting side for me. He is an absolute weapon, uh, and you'll see that over the next few weeks if he gets another crack due to injury. I believe Reese Walsh is back, though, next week. But look, to wrap it up, it was very even up until the second half where the Broncos just absolutely blitzed them off the park. 44-24 was the final score. Awesome performance from the Broncos and from Adam Reynolds. We know we love his kicking game. He's been very, very good this year. Very good um, for the Broncos. And in this game, he had an absolute masterclass uh, for the Broncos. Let's go to the next game. The Cowboys v the Manly Seagulls, a game that was a little bit closer uh, than some would have thought. Uh, the Cowboys win 19-8. to What a weird scoreline on your Super Saturday. Uh, but the Cowboys, it was very, very close with Manly. Um, I thought Ruben Garrick was great at fullback. Obviously left the field for a HIA and returned 15 minutes before the break. Uh, but he was unreal for me. Uh, Ruben Garrick at fullback in the losing side. I thought that he was you know, generating most of their go forward. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, Garrick was also placed on report for a possible trip. He's been cleared of that. Uh, I think it was just the fact that he was falling back. His leg you know, came out. He was trying to sort of balance himself a little bit. Uh, and obviously, it was accidental for me. I don't think it was an intentional trip whatsoever. So, uh, lucky that he was cleared from that. North Queensland's back five all ran for over 100 metres with Scott Drinkwater and Semi Valame each going over 200. Scotty Drinkwater, again, absolute masterclass from him. Uh, second half try was his fifth uh, in his last four games as well. So uh, good stuff there to Scott Drinkwater. And again, as I said, absolute masterclass from him. Manly gave away just one penalty through the 80 minutes, which is pretty impressive for Manly. They were playing a really strong game. Just unlucky because the Cowboys classed them in the end um, and obviously got that little cheeky field goal as well. But, um, you know... I thought that they were really impressive, the Manly Seagulls. I thought that, yeah, as I said, to only give away one penalty throughout the entire 80 minutes. Uh, Ruben Garrick, I thought, was great in a losing side. You know, there were some really decent performances 
Luciano Le Lua on the edge I thought was great as well. Uh, you had performances from him. Jeremiah Nana I thought was impressive. Um, you obviously got Scotty Drinkwater running for 200 metres. Semi Valame 243 metres uh, by the end of the game. Valentine Holmes 204 with six tackle busts. You know, that's some really outstanding performances in the back five. You've got Tommy Dearden that ran for 118 metres and three tackle busts as well in the number six jersey. Uh, that left side attack is going to be very dangerous for the Cowboys. He, uh, Tom Dearden going down there with Scott Drinkwater in support. Very, very dangerous stuff there for the Cowboys. A really good strike weapon for them. Uh, it's, a, it's something that I wouldn't be surprised if a few teams start to do a bit of tape on because that is probably one of their most dangerous assets. Tom Dearden and, and you know, Scott Drinkwater going down that left-hand side and creating absolute havoc for any team that has to try and mark that, I think. That is probably the number one strike weapon for the Cowboys. That left-hand side, you've got Tom Dearden going down there, Scotty Drinkwater in support play like a second 5'8". He's really good down the right-hand side as well, but particularly down that left, that is something that the Cowboys really love to work on, really love to do, and uh, it's a really Really good strike weapon for them. You got big Jason Tamalolo coming off the bench and running 147 meters. I thought that was really solid from him. Overall, a really solid performance from this side. Really solid stuff. We talked about Ruben Garrick in a losing side having a big performance. He ran for 183 meters, 48 post contact, six tackle busts. Uh, it was really, really dangerous. Two offloads as well. Really dangerous stuff there from Ruben Garrick. He was one of the better players out there on the park for the Manly Seagulls, creating a lot of havoc um, for the Cowboys as well. Just unlucky to be in that losing side. But I really do think, I really do think if anything happens to Tom Trevojevic next year, they've got a really good fullback in Ruben Garrick. And I honestly think that fullback's his best position. I really do. Um, and I think he's going to be, it's going to be really dangerous that if Tom Trevojevic gets injured a few more times, they have that conversation with him. You know, I, I think that they could really consider having Ruben Garrick as a full-time fullback. Really could consider it because he's come in to fullback and had some really big performances, particularly with Tom Trevojevic out. So it could be something for Manly to consider if Tom Trevojevic has a few more injuries. Um, but we'll have to wait and see how Tom Trevojevic comes back. Hopefully, knock wood, Tom Trevojevic is all good going into next year. That's what every rugby league fan hopes. A really fully fit Tom Trevojevic. We love to see it. We love to watch it every week. Hopefully, he comes back fully fit. But if not... Ruben Garrick's there, and he's playing good footy at fullback. So definitely one to watch there, Ruben Garrick. A solid game of football, tight one as well, all the way up to the end. A really solid performance from the Manly Seagulls. Before we move on to the last game as well, I do want to touch on Dean Madison. I thought that off the bench he was great. Uh, he plays 5'8", just the same as his brother Ryan Madison did in the lower grades for the Roosters. He was actually with the Roosters, I think, up until this year. I think he only just moved to Manly. Um, and, yeah, he's had a really good start with them, obviously making his NRL debut and scoring a try on debut, just like his big brother Ryan Madison did as well. So credit to Dean Madison. Awesome stuff on his debut. Uh, and I hope to see him next week in that 14 jersey as well. And we go into the last game of your Super Saturday, which was the Melbourne Storm v. the Sydney Roosters. Now, I was lucky enough to go to this game uh, and get a bit of a closer look, a bit of a more in-depth analysis, I guess. I think that the Roosters were really good. I thought that they were the more dominant team in the first half. They really were. They really were. They had a really awesome performance in that first half. They were getting in Melbourne's end every set. You know, the kicking game from Luke Keary, <coughs> sorry, was really good uh, in the first half. I thought, 
You know, there was that one kick that went out on the full, but other than that, I thought his kicking game was great. Um, you know, they were getting, in, as I said, getting into their end every set. You know, sometimes they were forcing line dropouts. Good uh, chase on kicks as well from their outside backs. They thought the defense was solid. They really set the tone in the first few minutes through guys like Lindsay Collins and Victor Radley coming off his edge uh, and putting some huge shots on some of the big guys, particularly Christian Welsh. I thought that he was contained quite well uh, by Victor Radley, Lindsay Collins through the middle, uh, Nathan Brown as well putting on some big shots. You know, for me, I thought that the Roosters were the better team in the first half, but then you go into the second half, there was a few penalties, a few errors um, that really cost the Sydney Roosters. It really did, and Melbourne were just taking advantage of that, getting into Roosters' end. It was almost like roles reversed in the second half. Melbourne just found another leg and started to play some really good football through Munster, through Hughes. I thought Hughes was outstanding in the number seven, in the, particularly in the second half. Um, yeah, really solid stuff there. I think Victor Radley has been has been fined for that shoulder, the raising elbow, sorry, on Munster in the 52nd minute in that hit-up. I think he was charged for that. I don't think he's been suspended. I think that Jared Warrior Hargreaves was charged as well for a trip. But as I said, I don't think any of them have been suspended. I think it's just a fine for both of them, um, which is lucky for the Roosters. Very lucky for the Roosters. Um, Sua Wong got his first try in the NRL as well. Congratulations to him for the Sydney Roosters. Uh, but Xavier Coates on the wing, outstanding. Three tries. Looked very dangerous for them, particularly in the second half. Um, you know, obviously scored in the first, but most of their tries came in that second half um, for the Melbourne Storm. There was two tries late for the Sydney Roosters through two and Sua Wong. Um, but yeah, look, I think the Roosters have played their best footy in the first half uh, and the Roosters obviously played their better footy in the second. The Roosters, uh, a few errors, a few defensive concerns, particularly that Jerome Hughes try, just walked straight in. Uh, the fence sort of let go a little bit for the Roosters. But um, yeah, look, I mean... The Melbourne were in front of half time, but Roosters were the better team. I'm telling you that. They were the better team in the first half. Uh, and then Melbourne obviously classed them in the second. They classed them in the second. And now they've won seven of their past eight games against the Roosters as well. Uh, led by Nate, uh, Luke Keery, Sanded Smith and Victor Radley all making three errors. The Roosters are uh, finished with 14 total errors. 14 errors for the Roosters, uh, and that most of them coming in the second half as well. Uh, super unfortunate stuff. They needed to hold on to that first half performance if they were to carry on with that game. Uh, but Melbourne pretty much blitzed them in the second half, scoring 30 points. Um, yeah, really unfortunate stuff there. Really unfortunate for the Sydney Roosters because, as I said, they were the better team in the first uh, Olam and Remus Smith both played their 100th NRL game and good to get a win in their 100th game as well. Super unfortunate stuff there for the Roosters. Big win for Melbourne and good stuff to them for that. Well,